Hey, this is Bez Stone. And this is Freya Dietrich. And welcome to the Infinite Relating Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Infinite Relating Podcast. Yay! This is Freya. <laughs> I'm Bez. She's over there really giddy with a big <laughs> smile, because I'm starting today. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I, I picked the topic today, and we don't know where it's going, which is always really exciting. Yeah. I think that was last week. We, I don't well, think we've had a topic last week. We had week. a topic, and then we just, like, ditched it for the first 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. But And then we, we eventually found our way back. That's right. But the great, the really exciting thing was, is, like, we barely picked the topic, and then we went off course. But the biggest piece, it was like that, it was like the inspiration of how we started this podcast. It was like those voice messages back and forth where we were like, I have this challenge. I don't know where it's going. Yeah. And then hopefully by the end, I have done my own process. Just being witnessed in my process. Yeah. Helped me uncover it. And I feel like that's what happened last time is like, we really totally uncovered some unexpected. Yeah. And that's the whole point of, I think of, of how this, this work comes to be is like, said we're, we're excavating we're, we're moving our way through the dark because the only way to do it well and to do it authentically is to completely get rid of everything we've ever thought and known about relationships mm, yeah so here we, so like we're left with nothing yeah which is really vulnerable mm-hmm. sometimes scary yeah exciting high sensation yeah place to be yeah and exciting i mean like it's it's like um i, I think we mentioned this one other podcast where it's like at the end of um, The NeverEnding Story, mm. where she has the grain of sand yeah. in her hand, and it's like the only way to create this new world is to make wishes. Wow. Ooh. Oh, I just got chills. Nice one. Because <laughs> that, I mean, that's what we're doing with Infinite Relating. It's like I we've gotten that. rid of everything. All we have is this little grain of sand, which is, I think is like this energy of just like unconditional love, love for yeah. ourselves, love for life, mm. love for our beloved, like all of beloveds. And, like, so we have this grain of sand, and, like, what do we want to... I'm holding my hand, staring at it. You can't yeah. see it, but <laughs> what do we want to create together with our wishes? Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful. I know. It feels really... I love that. How when you <clears throat> talked about being in nothing, you know, having no, no whatever, I forget what you said, but, yeah, just removing all of the, the norms and the standards and the... Structures. Structures, yeah. yeah just being in nothing. Kind of in that mood right now. Anyway, I have my little blanket wrapped around me, my shawl here. Really cute and cozy. I know, and I just I feel that in, internally. I'm kind of sitting in a place of blankness. There's a lot going on in my life. I'm totally happy. I'm totally <laughs> content, but I feel quieter than normal, um, and it feels really good for me. And I'm having this recollection of when Max and I first got together. Oh, I have to tell you a funny story too in a second. <laughs> okay. When Max and I first got together, and you know, I am normally like quite a loud person. And so when I go quiet or have these internal time periods, it can be frightening for me, especially Mm. in relationship, because I'm like used to playing a role. I'm used to playing a role that's very active. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. And very outspoken. And I have, yeah, there's a lot going on. And yeah, and then I go through these phases. And so I remember early on Mm. in my relationship with Max, like probably in the first month, which was almost a year ago, we were just talking about Mm -hmm. how we're almost a year ago. I was having a quiet moment and I was like texting him and I was like, is it okay if I just don't talk to you today? And, and yeah. I don't know when I want to talk to you again. And he was like, of course. Yeah. In true Max fashion. Of right. Course. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's so easy. <laughs> yeah. Like do what do you, you do you like fully you do you. That's all I want. And I remember asking him, are you going to forget about me if oh. I don't 
like text you for a week or for a few days even because we were having this like really hot love affair at the beginning and like our sexual chemistry was like insane and you know there was a lot that was happening that was very compelling and very like erotically charged and big right and um yeah just having those kind of fears from from past who knows what kind of childhood wound this came from (laughs) we can investigate that another time on my own but yeah, that feeling of um, oh, I actually know exactly where it came from. But we don't have to go in there now. <laughs> I love that. That was great. It was popped in. Yeah, <laughs> that feeling of if I don't, if I'm not, um, you know, loud and overt and claiming your attention, then right. you're you're not gonna t- you're not gonna remember who I am. You're not gonna talk to me. You're not gonna. I won't say relevant for you. Mm. And so yeah, it's I love feeling that. Um, almost a year later, I. I don't know. I'm sure that, you know, these fears always keep resurfacing and we get to find new ways of being with them. You know, I'm not saying I'll never feel that way again, but it feels wonderful to just be like, yeah, that doesn't come up for me anymore. And that we actually can like heal and move through patterns through infinite relatedness. And I I feel like that is a a culturally conditioned, really common pattern for the Mm -hmm. feminine is like, yeah, yeah, we have to constantly feed and nourish the relationship or they go away. Right. And, and yeah. And especially if you're, if you have relationships with avoidant personalities and you're in the anxious side, like that becomes your pattern of like, I have to keep feeding this. I have to keep feeding this. Totally. What if I stop? And then the relation, and then they, they're not calling me. So I have to be, so that, yeah, it's right. a story that, um, yeah, mm-hmm. that we're all, I think many of us are trying to dismantle. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that, I think it does stem from that kind of core relationship mm-hmm. idea of the traditional relationships that we're undoing mm-hmm. is that mm-hmm. a relationship could, should be consistent that things should Ooh, be consistent in general right you know? and because I've been revisiting all my work on sexuality because I'm working on this book I talked to the publisher today <gasps> this is so crazy oh my gosh it's really exciting I know I texted Max and was like we need to be talking about this because I feel like this this book I'm you know that I am sort of coalescing out of a lot of material I wrote years ago um, at the request of one of my former clients, very sweet. And, um, yeah, it was just like, wow, you know, sometimes these big things happen and you're kind of numb to them. And I'm like, we, we I need to start talking about this more yeah. because this is going to happen. And then I'm going to like have a big, <laughs> freak out. but because I'm cl- like, sort of c- like combing over all this stuff too. I think that consistency in sex too, is one of the big hangups that people run into or that I've certainly run into when I am struggling, not even struggling with sex, but just having any of those like fears that creep in and and constrict me is like it's been a week we haven't talked to each other you know or we haven't had sex in a week or a month or whatever and there's these norms that we're told that it's supposed to be consistent right you know and that a relationship like we've talked about should go on the escalator and follow a tract and Mm -hmm. like it should be building and you know if you're if you were closer last month and you're less close now that's really bad right it's dangerous you know that's dangerous yeah you're headed in the wrong direction and all these things like we are just learning and I can just say with such confidence now because we're almost a year together that like none of that has been true like we've zigzagged all over the place and we've gone through time periods of being like incredibly intimate like emotionally intimate and then Mm. times where we weren't you know and it wasn't like it was bad it was just like we had a week or two where it was like yeah there's other things that are more interesting for me than Max at the moment (laughs) you know and that in the old pattern that sounds like really scary and dangerous yeah. And but if we into this new space, like I was just like feeling a calm as you said that because there's there's a trust, like there's a trust that he's there and that you guys still dig yeah. each other, you're still into each other, and like yeah. it's 
is there's enough of a foundation that you don't have to constantly be um I don't even want to use the word nurturing but like monitoring monitoring yeah. caretaking the relationship mm-hmm. like there's you trust like we're coming back to this more to our nature that we're cyclical beings yeah you know totally. like look I mean look like we're in a really we're in our deep dark cycle of the seasons right now and it, and there is this I think it's it's more authentic mm-hmm. to move through those and and it feels so good when yeah. you can when you can allow that and feel that authentic like moving tor- away and towards and away and towards like yeah when you like find each other again it's like such delight yeah as opposed to when you're doing it from a place of like oh I have to to make yeah. us safe totally and it, it just it doesn't right and yeah it's right and so <clears> often <throat> that force of like the the forcing it and thinking like oh well, we should get together because it's been a while I will say I do think there are there are edge cases where that is important you know because it's like all right things got really tense and weird and and this is uncomfortable and awkward mm-hmm. and I don't know what to say but like okay I think it's time and like I'm just gonna give myself a little push to yeah, connect you know absolutely. so of course like that can happen especially after a conflict but um yeah I think that's those typically for me in the past like forcing communication forcing sex like something like that so it was all about how it looked yeah. It was like, so it appears from some universal eye, normal, <laughs> you know, like, well, no one else is, gives a fuck how often you have sex. Like they don't, right. no one's asking, I mean, right. maybe your close girlfriends or whatever, but like, yeah, no one's out there being like, well, did you have sex this week? Or yeah, has just... he texted you in the last 12 hours or two days <laughs> or, you know, did he call you? I play that one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, nobody's looking. And so there is some, but there is this, this, I think, I don't know exactly what it is, but this, we want to or I at least would want to prove to myself that I was in something healthy, that everything was okay, that I wasn't broken, that I was normal, you know, yeah. things like that. It's that critical inner voice that is looking like, okay, what is everyone else doing that, that I'm supposed to be doing? Mm-hmm. Which is, does have a purpose. That voice has a purpose when we're, right. we're small and we're looking to the world around us to like, how do I behave in a social environment? Right. But it, it gets so out of balance that it becomes this, like, constant critic that we're judging ourselves. And I think that's right. it. And so it's, like, that voice is this conglomerate of everything we've been taught and are continue to be bombarded with. Like, when we watch everybody's amazing lives unfold on social media, totally. you know? like it, Yeah. But it's... Yeah, the whole point is we're coming back to how does it feel. Right. Not, not how does it measure yep. up against that, those stories. Yeah. And that's exactly... How does it feel, I think, is exactly also why I feel so much more comfortable now when with Max, for example, cause he's who I'm with at the moment. Um, primarily, uh, like with the pulse of closeness <clears throat> and farness is that I feel, and this is really awesome. I really feel this deep trust in myself, you yeah. know, that I'm going to move in ways that are the most honoring for me. Mm-hmm. And if the most honoring for me thing is really repellent to someone else, like that's now okay with me, which yeah. is like pretty huge. It's not that I don't feel, feel things about that. It's not like, Oh fuck that hurts or it's difficult or yeah. Someone's repelled by me. I mean, that's <laughs> not a very fun experience. Right, you know? like, right. Yeah. Or we're just really not seeing eye to eye or yeah. What I want is directly opposite what they want. Or, you know, there's all these things where it isn't, isn't like necessarily enjoyable right. but there's this experience of that I really feel now that's like for example if me not being hype like really super fixated on Max and not being very communicative with him for example because that's what feels right for me because I'm on this inward cycle and I'm going through other things that have my attention 
if that's not something that he like can accept or hang with or be be present with me there that's okay yeah. You know, and I really have gotten to that place where I'm like, that's okay. And, yeah. and I don't even know what would happen as a result of that. It's like any number of other things could happen, but I'm no longer trying to prevent like that, what looks like a step towards separation, you know? Right. Um, because I'm just learning like, yeah, what we were just talking about, those steps go sideways and he's like, oh, I can't handle this. And I'm like, well, this is what I want. And then... Yeah. And then we step a different direction, you know, or, or then he's like, okay, fine. No worries. Like at all. Like most 90% of the time I'm just like, Hey, I'm feeling kind of quiet. I don't know how much I want to be in touch this week. And he's like, great. That's amazing. That's how Max is. <laughs> That's amazing. He's like, sounds good, babe. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Really securely attached. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and sometimes he will say like, you know, it, he'll sometimes get cheeky and be like, I wish you just wanted to like battle all the traffic that it takes to get to his house at six o'clock from my house. Right. You know, just to climb in bed with me. But you know, it's like, so it's It's not like like he doesn't, yeah. yeah. But it's never like pressure or, yeah. Yeah. And you can have those feelings. I think, I mean, that's, I think what the other piece I'm hearing is like, when you trust that, like I said, like your actions might be repellent to somebody or just not be aligned. It's like, it's that trusting in our resilience. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, things might be uncomfortable. It might not go exactly the way I want to. Um, It may be not even the way I want to because, like, that's what I wanted, but because that's what that inner critic voice thinks that things should be. Right. And so there's there's discomfort, but it's, like, trusting, like, I have the resilience to handle this discomfort and that what is best for me is not, like, the straight path. Mm -hmm. It's it's really just staying connected to, to your truth. To, yeah. to that like oh like this is a line for me right now and it might be uncomfortable it might not align with everybody around me but if I stick to this path my biggest commitment to myself the things that I'm supposed to continue that I'm supposed to be connecting with the relationship yes. that I have they're going to be there for me at the end of this this mm-hmm. step and yeah and hopefully that's I mean you can still have the story like hopefully that's the person I'm engaged mm-hmm. with right now and but um yeah I think it's just like a big it's reinforcing the relationship with self totally and trust the self and re- trust in re- my own resilience feels really, yep. really important. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. And I feel like I, I like this distinction for me too, between like, I am in this deep philosophical mood. I have my little wrap I know you look like you meditate. Like, like you're out in the outer space. <laughs> you're in a little mountain. In the nothingness. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause some of the things I feel like coming through me right now are kind of bleak but it's not actually bleak because I feel like I don't hope that it's Max like I really don't like I don't have any hope that it's him really no not at all no it would be lovely if it were like I love that I'm totally open to that but no yeah absolutely not like for me that is just way too close to attachment or to not attachment because I don't mind being attachment's a weird word but it's to control Yeah. You know, it's way too close for me. I'm too much of a control freak to let that slip in. Right, right. <laughs> and it doesn't feel authentic for me. Like, why? I don't know. I don't I don't see a reason to hope that's compelling for me. I, that feeling doesn't feel nice. Yeah, I know. I like this channel. I mean, I, I guess when you feel into that, really what we're looking for is, or what I'm looking for, I'll speak for myself, is the sensation. The sensation of feeling safe, the sensation of feeling loved of Mm. feeling, um, valued. And my, my story that I create around that is that that is supposed to come from one particular person Mm. because it either has, or because I feel drawn to them or whatever. And so then that hope manifests into, I hope I have that with that one person, Mm. but really 
the hope, the, the deeper hope is, I hope I feel safe. I hope I feel loved. I hope I feel seen. Mm, mm. And that, really in order for that to be mm. open to what is, to be open to like the fullness of that, yeah. it does have to let go of the details of yeah. how that looks. Right. Of the person. And yeah. The person, exactly. Yeah, because, I mean, I think, yeah, like you think of like how many, I mean, for me, like how many times, like, you know, I had like a sweet relationship and it felt really good and I felt all those things and it felt really safe and nourishing. And I felt connected to self, connected to other. And then something changes and I want that feeling so badly. And I think the mm. only place to get that feeling back is through right. them. And so you just like hit the wall and hit the wall and hit the wall. Yeah. And you're like, oh no, it's not here anymore. And it's like, it's the person isn't what I'm after. It's that, right. it's that coming back to that sensation and that feeling. And that it's a right. good reminder of like, that's, that's... <laughs> We might have made it to the topic we were thinking about talking about Did we? Today. Did I we make we it? Just okay, I like it. I feel like that's what you're saying, right? Am I? Yeah. You're talking... You're, that's what I'm hearing. I just saw the little spark. I, know, I was I, like... It was really cute. You I know, think that just happened. Yeah, because what I'm hearing you say is that you're, you are committed to... Or you're, we're, we're exploring what our commitments are all yeah, the time. But yeah. we're committed to a process. We're committed to a feeling. We're committed to having an experience and living in a certain way. Yeah. And the details of how that manifests, we have no control over. Like, right. this is something that I believe in, which was kind of what we were thinking maybe the topic could possibly right. be. Right, yeah. Kind of the, like the roundabout way, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> to me, it seems right there. But so we were chatting with a dear friend of ours. We have a little thread between the three of us. And he left us a voice memo this morning. Because all we do is talk about relationships right. with everyone, everywhere, all the time. <laughs> I don't know his middle name, so we're not going to talk about we're it. We're not going to say his name. No. No, me neither. We'll ask next time. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I've heard it, but I have no right. I can't even, I can't even <laughs> get close to what I think it might be. Um, yeah, and he posited this question to us that he thought would be a great podcast topic. And we and it agreed, is, yeah. Which is, what can you actually commit to in a relationship? Like, yeah. what's possible to actually commit to? And I appreciated that he phrased it with even, when you're looking at a devotional relationship, which feels mm-hmm. like a beautiful place that I want to be in. I want to be in devotion yeah. to, to the things that are valuable in my life or important or align with my values. How can you do that? How can you step into some type of commitment in a relationship in this new way of relating where mm-hmm. the old commitments of, like, I promise to be with you forever. Right, we we acknowledge that those were never actually true. Even in really, even in the marriages where we do yeah. promise, that that security, that commitment is is false. It's yeah. kind of you know a really fun imaginary playground to play in. Yeah, and and you know I, Max actually officiated a wedding a couple of last summer, and he went through their vows with them, and they really wanted to say we commit to death till death to us part. Oh. And he, I think, even gave them just a little bit of pushback and was like. You know, not like, oh, are you sure you really want to be together? But more like, <laughs> I've, you know, he was like, I've been questioning in my life whether I can mm-hmm. actually commit to that, you know, yeah. because so much unknown could happen. And they were like, no, it's very important for us. That feels very true for them. Wow. So I also honor that to some people, that's really authentic. And that's, and that is very meaningful to them. And that is a beautiful path to take to say, come hell or high water, literally, I'm going to physically stay married <laughs> to you and whatever marriage means to me until we die. Like, I don't have any problem with someone doing that. That's definitely not anything that I could commit to because, yeah, well, maybe right, we'll talk right, about why. Yeah, we've tried. Yeah, that wouldn't be it for me. Um, I think I think the challenge that I'm like, I feel such like resistance. I'm like, wow, listen to you say that. Is that is that I have done that. Mm-hmm. I believed that. I promised that. And even, even if this version of Freya promises that today, um, 
the future versions of the people in the relationship might have completely different desire, you know? And, totally. And I think that's what I realized. Like, I, I really thought there was no way my marriage was going to end, even though it was a shit show, you yeah. know? It was just like, this is what you do. Yeah. And and it just it just showed me, I'm just, like, humbled by the experience mm-hmm. of, like, we never know. Right. We never, and we never know what's around right. the corner. And so even when I'm tempted now in relationship, like, I, I think that is, the interesting thing about this question and the interesting thing that really does keep coming up is how do we find security in our connections and relationships? Mm-hmm. How do we feel devoted and committed without those right. old promises? Right. Yeah. And that's an interesting question. Yeah. For me, what came up when, um, Oh, Bonnie wants to come in. <laughs> Hold on. I got to pause cause her feet are going to be really dirty. Hold on guys. Okay, we got the dog. <laughs> the Very ever important, important Bonnie. It she is. Um, I don't have a I don't have a super strong recollection of whatever <laughs> tangent we were just on. I was wondering. I was, like, I was like, what were we saying? Um, relationship promises. Yeah, yeah. I like the word promise. I think it's worth exploring the word promises at some point. And okay. so I'm interested. But I think like, okay, or I know what came up for me as soon as our friend posed this question was. A certainty that I feel, which is that we that committing to outcomes for me isn't isn't possible right. because, and this is when I honor that people have different worldviews, people have different values, you know. Yeah. And I think not everyone is going to feel like infinite relationship, infinite relating is is interesting for them or right. even tenable or possible. You know, it's just like this doesn't this isn't like they think this isn't what they want. Yeah, and, and totally I've heard great. that. I've heard that. They're like, this is yeah. great, and it's not for me. Totally. And I'm like, yeah. yeah, great. And I think for me, so I don't know. I don't know if what what causes everybody to have their different values, but people have their values, you yeah. know. And so, yeah. So for me, um, just the way that my system works, like I don't feel capable of committing to really, especially relationship outcomes, but really any outcome because mm. there's so much. There's so many factors that would go into an outcome actually occurring that I have no control over. Right. And for me to think that I can control, like, for example, Max and I staying together for a predetermined amount of time. Right. Is, which could be an amorphous until one of us dies, or it could be like, let's try to get to 10 years. I mean, we could say let's try, but that wouldn't be, it wouldn't be like, I commit to being with you for the next 10 years. Yeah. Um, those are different energies, which yeah. they can, go, they can be going in the same direction. Yeah. And you could do, I mean, I guess I could try to commit to that. And then that, that would just be a very different type of relationship, though. That's I almost like a military so. sort of endeavor <laughs> where you're like, we will stay no matter what. Right. Like, I'm not leaving this house. Like, I'm not leaving oh your side. Like, gosh. you know, I mean, so I guess I open to the fact that someone could try for sure. I feel but, like if you make it kinky. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think we can do whatever we want. But like for me to actually commit to something that's an outcome is not, is, isn't possible. Like I can't guarantee that. Yeah. You know, there's I, no way. I feel like the resistance in my system when you say that too is, because I think, I think like I said, the, the notion of it, like, Hey, we're going to embark on this adventure together and this is what we want to do. We want to mm-hmm. be together 10 years. Like that, that could be done in a light way. The, the challenge I feel is that if you get to a point where you're like, oh, actually, this isn't working for me anymore, mm-hmm. like whatever, whatever, for whatever reason, there is this um, overwhelming feeling of failure mm-hmm. and guilt that would yeah. make it hard, harder for me 
to to honor my truth, to be right. authentic, with, if I have that extra pressure. Yeah. Where if we are, if we're in agreement that yeah, we're, we want to we want to be in this as long as it it feels right and it feels true and it feels alive for both of us. Then when somebody if if something changes, it just feels like there's a less of less of a a notion of betrayal mm-hmm. or failure, like all those heavy things right. that I think kept me in yeah. previous relationship much longer right. than felt. Yeah. And as you're saying that, I was just thinking about the like relationship as being an art form, you know, mm-hmm. and that maybe that's what infinite relating is, is it's an art form. Yeah. And there's functional relationships and then there's like artistic relationships and those can be very different, you know, because I think in functionality, which is probably where marriage came from in the first place, which is like, you know, the world is harsh. Like, we're living right. on a farm. Like, right. We have, we have our children kids. together. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're like the only people out here for like the next two miles. And then right. there's another family unit, you know, where it's like we have to stay together. Like, right. there is this like band of I'm sharing resources with you. You know, I'm I'm taking risks with you. Absolutely. And like that, if if the you know in the 1800s or whatever or 1600s or whatever, yeah, it's just some hypothetical past. <laughs> I don't know if it was actually real or not, but let's just say, out in the farm in Minnesota or whatever. Yes, absolutely. And then he, the guy, was just like, "Man, I'm kind of over this. I'd like to create a change. I'm moving to the city. <laughs> I want to be a drag friends. queen or something." <laughs> and then the wife is like, "What the fuck? I have ten kids <laughs> on this farm." And you know, I can see that there's like a beauty too to that. Yeah. To like, there's a nobility to like, we're in this together, like fighting against a harsh world. Thank you for that. I do, yeah, yeah. There, yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe part of this is is the different is the is a different approach to not seeing the world as a harsh place that we need to fight just the two of us, yes. you know, and instead having the relationship be an art form. Cause for me, I'm also a writer. I've been working on a novel for like five years or more <laughs> at this point. And for the first few years, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Why haven't I finished this thing yet? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, these, I see other people publishing novels and I haven't done it and I love my story and I just, whatever. And then, I, and I have of course kids and another job and stuff or several at different times. And so at some point I was like, this is just my art. It's my art yeah. form. And it's not about, I'd, I would love to finish it and I would love to publish it and I would love Netflix to pick it up and turn it into a smash <laughs> yes. series. Yes. And hopefully that will all happen. I would be so wildly happy if that happened, but it's not, it's not, I'm, I, I've really released the goal in the last few years. Mm. And I was like, I can't with all the other factors in my life. Like I don't have the resources or the time and I just don't know that artistic pursuits work that way either. You know, right. like, that's how it goes. Like, I remember reading this quote, and I don't remember who it was from. So I apologize to whoever it was, even though I don't know if that person's still alive anymore or anything, because it was a <laughs> while ago. But it was some artist, and I think he was a um, painter or a muralist or something like that. And he wasn't a writer. But he was like, people would commission work from him, mm-hmm. and, or an architect. I don't remember. <laughs> but he was like, you know, sometimes the client wants to see the work halfway through and he was like I can't show it won't like me showing you my novel halfway through the process will make absolutely no sense like right. some characters are gonna disappear they're in the wrong place like I took out this whole scene like it's just not it's just it's not a point a to point b thing right. like like building a house for example where you can say like here half the house is done right <laughs> you so know or a quarter is done yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's just like he was like you know first it's 
you start at one and then you go to F and then you go to like negative 300, <laughs> then you go to red, then you're back to B. I love You it. know, it's just yeah. like there isn't any way. So you could slice it, you know, through the creative process at any time. You're not going to have like half the project done, you know. I, I am in love with it was this good. model for relationships. Mm-hmm. That feels like it's so expansive. Yeah. Yeah. And and compassionate. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Who? I just like got a hit of that. Just like oh, like yeah. Just to really let go of all the forms that it's supposed to take, mm-hmm. or all the ideas of what we think. Like at any moment, because I will admit that I've been having a little bit of a freak out because mm-hmm. I realized I'm at, in in a long term relationship. Right. But, right. <laughs> yeah. Too. And just like the sto- Yeah. Just like letting go because like. At any point, it can look any way. Like, it's mm-hmm. not... Right. Right. And how it looks is not necessarily indicative of what's going to happen next. No. And I think that's this piece of consistency that, in an artistic pursuit, isn't isn't possible or even desirable, mm-hmm. you know? Like, it's not like the goal is to be consistent. He was... This artist was like... You gotta, you gotta just check things out. You know, you gotta yeah. like try it this way. Then you erase the whole thing, and then you scrap it, and then you like try this angle. Maybe it was like building someone a logo. You know, something yeah. where you're just like, it could be any. Like, there's so many options. It's not like right. draw me, you know, a pencil. It's like <laughs> draw me a logo for this, this company that has this flavor and wants to convey this emotion. And you're just abstract like, idea. Yeah, yeah, abstract. Like, how do I, how do I convey this? Like, there's so many angles we could take. Um, like, how do you want to tell a story? There's so many ways you can tell the same story. Yeah. You know. So I really like this idea that it's an artistic pursuit and that an artistic pursuit is about the experience and the creation and doing your art, you mm-hmm. know? And if relationship is my art form, which feels very, very true to me, yeah. then the, the biggest thing is that I practice my art form. That's that's what I'm into. Right. You know? And it's not about finishing the masterpiece, you know? And it's even about like, oh, that masterpiece happened really quick. <laughs> like, right. Like, wow, I thought that, I thought that was going to be like a giant canvas the piece of my lifetime right and yeah. it actually wasn't it was just like a, a smaller canvas or it was a giant canvas but I painted it really fast <laughs> <laughs> shit got painted in like wow two weeks and right. now and now like huh we're moving on like we're in a guest you know that's just yeah and like we're not something. moving on because it failed or mm-hmm. you know like all the story like yeah it's just like that was that was it mm-hmm. yeah totally and yeah I think that there was some point a little bit ago where you were talking about promises or it was after that though. I can't remember, but Oh yeah. So you were saying that one of the reasons for you that you don't want to make that commit to something that you can't uphold mm-hmm. is because then when, when you inevitably can't uphold I, it, right. then you feel like a failure. It's harder to change things. I feel like it's going to be really hard for me. Yeah. yeah. Right. Because yeah. you committed. Cause I commit. Yeah. There's yeah. so many things that were like, yeah, like the voice in my head would be really strong. Like, right. You cannot say these words. You cannot change this. You right. can't walk away. Right. And like the guilt and all yeah. those things. And yeah, I think that one of the things that I've been playing with, as you know, and I feel like I've talked about it here is just this, this experience of allowing a lot more flux, like holding my relationship lightly, like allowing right. for more room in my relationship. Um, all the time so that it stays like agile for lack of a better word maybe so that we don't fall into those ruts and I don't feel like I'm doing it to avoid that conversation you know like I totally know what you're saying in terms of like fuck it's really hard to talk about it when things change and I experienced that myself like for sure you know like now I experience (laughs) that where it's like shit something's changing and 
I don't know how to talk about it. You know, I don't know how to bring it up. I don't know how to, I don't know what I want. I don't know how to, yeah, have these difficult conversations. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't, um, yeah, to me, having the difficult conversations is, is never, is often not super fun or super easy and it can be cloudy. Right. I guess for me, what I'm, what I'm, what I'm feeling right now as we talk about this is that like making my relationship wider in general for me is something that I need in order to feel safe, like less narrow, you know, and maybe that's part of why these jags in the relationship with Max, for example, where it's like, I'm not really just feeling like being in much communication for an indefinite amount of time. Right. Maybe it's only a few hours or maybe it ends up being several days or maybe even a week that we don't usually go quite that long, but, um, builds a lot of trust for me. Cause it's like, Oh, well, I don't know how to describe this, but if that was okay, then the the relationship got wider again. Mm. So there's like room for more yeah. variation. Absolutely. And when there's room for variation, then it's easier to stay in connection for me because then things can be shifting, but the relationship isn't over. And you're you know? not, yeah, not, you know, I'm not, for me, it's like I'm not catastrophizing it. Right. Yeah, you're not like, oh shit, our exactly. communication changed. So now you're like, oh, right. this is just part of the ebb and flow. Right. And that's why I think being with Max has been like such a miracle for me because he just naturally possesses this like, all right, take some space. We're like, sure, don't tell me. Like that first time where he was like, I was like, man, I'm going through all these feelings. He's like, do you want to talk about it? Because you totally don't have to. Like, you don't have to tell me anything. Like, you can just keep it to yourself forever. That, (laughs) forever. I love that. The no obligation to share. Like, yeah. Like, I'm having a hard time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm here if you want to. If you want me to listen, right? He was like, "I'd be honored if you felt like telling me, but yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't ever want to, like, you don't, you don't owe me, you know." Love that. That is definitely a new skill that I'm learning. Mm -hmm. I've like even the other night, I think with Lee, I started to share about something difficult, and I was like, "Actually, I don't, I don't even want to. Yeah, I don't even want to share this. Like, it's just like it's just done. I'm just throw it away and whatever." Yeah, and I'm like, "Feels great." He's like, "Okay, yeah, yeah." And to be to be able to go through a process of excavation, internal questioning, you know, kind of feeling for like what's going on for me. Cause sometimes it takes me a while to figure to like see what's going on Absolutely. for me. Um, to have that be okay. And I remember my teachers getting Katie Hendricks, who I love so much would talk about making, making the relationship big enough to hold everything. Ooh. Like rather than trying to have experiences outside the relationship, of course, certain things we have boundaries around, you right. know, so like abuse or, you know, whatever, right. like you don't have to make the relationship big enough to contain <laughs> that. Like if you're bound, it should not contain your boundary violating things. Right. But in terms of like questioning and space and things that, right, like we judged to be historically very scary. Right. They were like, just make your relationship bigger. So like you can it. still be in the relationship and you can be questioning the relationship and you can be unsure about the relationship. Ooh. You can be moving to get towards, you can be moving apart. You can be in a period of selfhood where it's like, yeah, I'm finishing a big project for the next month. And like, wow. you're not my priority right now. Like you're just not, and I'm not dropping you, but like my focus is elsewhere. Right. Or like we went through a big rupture and like, I'm not ready to reconnect yet. And right. I don't know when I'm going to be, because right. I'm still going through my process, but I love you. But like, I don't know when I'm going to be ready. And like making that, making the relationship big enough to be able to hold these experiences that we historically think mean that they broke the connection Mm -hmm. when really depending on someone's personal taste level, they could be totally fine. It could be totally fine. And that's what I think Max has been teaching me is it's like, yeah, sure. Don't, 
don't share. (laughs) Right. Be very intimate with me and don't tell me things and take all the time you need and take the space Mm. you want and don't get back to me. And, you know, and that level of freedom, I think, is something that, I mean, I've always known that freedom is one of my core values in relationships and in life. Um, And I think to come back to when we first, when I first was Mm. like, oh, this is, we can talk about the topic now. You had said the experience you're looking for is like feeling loved, feeling safe, feeling, you know, you seen, seen. Yeah, you gave this beautiful list. And I was like, wow, that's not, I wouldn't, I would never say that. Like that's, if I had to say like, what do I, what do I hope to be experiencing 10 years from now? It's not, it's not really that it's freedom and connection. Mm. Like those are mine, like hundred percent freedom and connection is what I want at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I guess for me, when I feel into that, I can't feel, I can't feel love the way that feels safe and authentic for me if I feel trapped, which would be, mm-hmm. I guess, so in, inherently in it, um, in, in feeling loved is, is a certain sense of freedom. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate just like that. Um, clarification. Well, and I love that. I love that we have different <clears throat> ones too, yeah. which is why everyone finds different people that they resonate Absolutely. with, you know, because it's like, yeah, I, th- I do think a lot of people just don't want the same things that I want. Right. Right, exactly. Or that you want, or like whatever. Yeah, and I think that's what's really exciting about, I think the relationships that you and I are both in right now is that I think we kind of keep coming back to, wow, I I feel like there's a a certain percentage of luck. Like, Mm -hmm. it feels so lucky that we both want the same things right now, that we both are, like, really excited to spend time together. Like, there's certain things that, like, they just have to be there. They're not the things that we're going to effort to make it work. Right. We just had to, like, find that. And, like, I... I love that that's, it, it just feels like it's what makes it fun, it's what makes it light, it's mm. what makes it exciting, and it's just like, it's like the um, the joy of like the mystery of life, it's like, totally. I don't know who I'm going to connect with, like I quit even, like I used to have this notion of like, who was my type, mm. you know, and, and I like, I feel like in the last couple of years I let that go because it's like my type has nothing to do with what I feel like energetic connection with. Like, mm. the type of people I feel energetic connection with in the last few years, like, often surprised me. You know? Like, they, it just... Because um, that's more important than, like, oh, he, he looks a certain way right. or has certain... Like, we have totally. similar hobbies. Like, that's... That, that like, actually is, like, completely neutral, those yeah. things. So... Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. No, this, I agree. Yeah. I have a lot to say on that topic, too. It's slightly <laughs> off topic, but I love that. Yeah. yeah dating outside of, like, my, my strict preferences for right. what I think. And we talked about that, I feel like, at the very beginning of Infinite Relating, we would talk about, like, how how in the past we would dismiss people because they didn't seem to have what we thought we wanted at right. the time or they couldn't go the distance or whatever. Right. And how we had shortchanged ourselves of so much intimacy and connection that was available by rejecting it because it didn't fit what we thought we wanted the list yeah Yeah, but like really what what i feel is what drives it Mm -hmm. there i want to come back there was another quote you mentioned before the podcast of um gay and katie that you said something about like commitment and it was the commitment um, yeah this was it might have been a gay katie thing too but it was from my mentor and friend diana chapman who does the 15 commitments and she actually was the um officiant at my wedding with my ex-husband and she suggested like all the couples she was coaching and people who she was supporting in their relationships. She suggested making the first commitment of your relationship to commit to your aliveness, um, to make your, to commit to making your aliveness more important than 
maintaining the relationship. Yeah. So I'm more important than the relationship. And that that orientation is so backwards from what we, you know, are told in terms yeah, of like what marriage is. Yeah. But that when, when we don't prioritize our aliveness, um, we, I mean, all the bad things happen. <laughs> we fall into codependency. We limit ourselves. And I think this is when coming back to that notion that Gay and Katie provided for me of like make the relationship big enough to hold it. Yeah. There's, I think there's this binary fear that's like when, when someone hears something like that, perhaps that's like, well, if I make myself more important than the relationship, then what is there? There's no loyalty. There's no right. fidelity. You know, right. everyone's just doing whatever the fuck they want. It's like total mayhem. Right. And I think that that's not been my experience at all. And instead, it's much more like there's now space. You know, there, there, there's space inside the relationship and the relationship has to get bigger to contain two actual people who are going through their life journey and changing and having new hobbies and having new pursuits and like changing careers and wanting to try new things. And like, that's what, like, I don't, I think it's important. I mean, it could be that by prioritizing my aliveness ahead of the relationship, I leave the relationship, but that's only just, that's just like one of 8 billion options. Right. Right. And it's funny because I think that that's where we go. Right. Like that's, you know, our protectors don't jump in, but really when, like, that in action, it goes back to this thing. Like, I want the people connecting to me, connecting with me, to connect from their selfish yes. Right. Like, that's what feels good. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to connect with me because they've committed to forever. It's like, I want you to keep coming back to, like, you taking care of yourself, you're taking care of your aliveness and your joy in life. And in that space, you're like, yeah, I want to I want to be here with you in this moment. Yeah. Like, over and over again. Like, that. And, and I've even, like, noticing, too, in my relationship with Lee, like, when our relationship feels best is when I've, I've come back to myself mm-hmm. and I'm connected in my yes. liveness. Like it feel cause then I'm connecting from like such a like juicy and lit up space and it feels so good for both of us. Yeah. But when I'm out of my experience and I'm like, like trying to like, um, I don't know, caretake or just like, yeah, just be out of like to really taking care of myself yeah. and connecting to myself first. Like it, it gets it can get a little weird. Oh, it's awful. <laughs> it's horrid. So it sounds it's like, like it's... anxiety awfulness right, to me. Right. I mean, when, once I step into management and outside myself, like it's terrifying out yes, there. Yes, yeah. Because I have no control out there. There's I can't do anything. Right. Like it's totally you're actually helpless. You know, right. because there you can't control anything. And out there. and you're disconnected from your own experience. Right. Or what, and yeah. my own knowing. And then things get foggy. Yeah. 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 So it's. It's so like when you first say when you first say that it sounds really selfish like to connect you know my well, liveness is. is more important well it is yeah but I mean selfish in like the bat you know right. like the it's judgmental a healthy selfish it's a healthy healthy selfish but it also is what serves the relationship because you know we one of our infinite relating principles is that everything alive must change and so when I think mm-hmm. of if I don't put my own aliveness ahead of the relationship and I feel like this is really one of the ways that this shows up for me and Max is that. Um, if I weren't going to put my liveness ahead of the relationship and I was going to put the relationship first, then I am stifled, you know, Mm -hmm. like my creative expression, my growth, me naturally blossoming into like the soul, the Bez soul that wants to become the gorgeous shape and reform that it wants to for this lifetime, which is the thing that Max loves and that all people who love me love. Like me putting the relationship above myself actually stifles that process from happening. And then I'm not me. And then, I'm not actually relating with anyone because right. I'm this, I'm this like stuck version of myself, the shape that I think will keep the relationship going. 
And it ends up becoming this like brittle mm. plastic thing that starts breaking because right. it's not alive anymore. It's like a dead piece of wood, you know, right. and the dead piece of wood like degrades and rots and cracks and breaks and because it doesn't have any integrity anymore. It doesn't have any juice flowing through it, right. you know? So I think that part of the commitment to me to put my aliveness before the relationship is, is like, again, like the final conclusion mm-hmm. of that, which is like, okay, I'm leaving, I'm ending the relationship, I'm leaving it. Right. It's just, again, one of the 8 billion other options, which is like, I'm really interested in exploring this pursuit right now. And he's like, huh, I'm not really interested in that. And I'm like, cool, I'm doing it anyway, because this is what I need. And then how do we make this work for the both of us, right. you know, and how can he could just, and this happens for us all the time. I'll go out to a certain event and he's like, man, I'd rather stay home and knit by the fire because he's so cute. <laughs> does he knit? He does knit. Oh, I didn't realize I it. I know. <laughs> he's like so hot and he knits. I love it. Yeah. yeah he doesn't knit that often. Oh, it's really But cute. he does know how to knit and I've seen him knit. Oh I think gosh. he was shirtless and it was really good. Of course good. he was. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At least he is now in that yeah. vision that we have. <laughs> Yeah, and he'll just be like, eh, I'm not really feeling that. Yeah. You know, and that's also him choosing his aliveness in that moment where he's not going to say, geez, you know, my girlfriend wants to, like, go to this, you know, romantic, have this romantic experience at this concert or whatever it is. And he's just like, eh, I'd rather stay home. This happens for us literally all the time. It does. And it feels edgy, and I love love the freedom of it on both ends. Mm -hmm. Like, you can... You can keep your excitement. You can still hold and have that aliveness and excitement for the thing. And I don't have to buy in at all. Right. Totally. Like, you can still have it. And I can be like, meh. Like, I don't, I just, I love that. It, I don't even feel like I have to validate, you know, like, it just feels like totally. so like, great. Do you think? Like, yeah. yeah. Just. Oh yeah. Like he's currently going through the entire Harry Potter series on oh audiobooks because he's only seen the movies, which to me is sacrilegious. That's and he really knows cute. I feel this way because the books are so much better. Oh, yeah. So I mean, he's going always. through, for the first time, he's listening to audiobooks. And so often he's like, I just want to go home and listen to Harry Potter That's by my so fire. Cute. And maybe knit, maybe not knit. Maybe do something <laughs> else. Now he's working on a table, like a really cool coffee mm. table that he's like epoxying and doing all this cool oh, stuff with. And I very rarely want to do that with him. Like, yeah. That's... Like, I have listened to a little bit. Of, I love Harry Potter, it's but really cute. I've read the books multiple times. And <laughs> you, it's just you know. not what I really necessarily want to do. Yeah. And yet, I, he is, like, a richer, deeper person to me. And he does, like, many more other things besides this. It's just the first thing <laughs> <laughs> These are cute. But he is such a richer, deeper person to me for having cho- having making choices that really light him up that I don't want, that I don't yeah. like, you know? And it's... That is so cool because yeah. he's over there blossoming as Max and spinning and turning through space and growing and shrinking. And you know, he's just doing him. And I get to like witness this beautiful creation of who he is and find ways to intersect, you know, with him that we, that, that, that we both do want. Yeah. And I also kind of like it, you know, and this is maybe just part of my nature because I love a challenge is that like back in the, um, winter when I was really facing this like I really want to be Polly and he was like I don't know right I kind of liked that I mean it was hard it was scary and like but it really it really was very bonding for us because Mm. it was an example of how the relationship was way bigger than that conversation like our, our relationship is plenty big to hold that kind of questioning and to have us even disagree For some time, you know, for like weeks to a month where it was like, I don't really know how this is going to pan out. And like, I'm fortifying my truth and he's fortifying his truth and we're coming together talking and we're not quite finding alignment yet. And just like that, that whole process could be done 
and not have any we weren't like let's take space yeah so you have to like draw this. a line and no. be like oh well this isn't yeah. yeah it wasn't like well until we figure this out we should stop having sex or like i want to go no contact <laughs> well we you know it wasn't right. any of that. it was just like that was something we were going through and we were still doing our relationship yeah you know? and i feel like i love that i feel like that's part of how infinite relating works is like it's not like this is what a, like i'm gonna draw a circle and this is what a relationship is and anything outside of this now we have to step out or like change it right. now we're breaking up because we, we disagree but it's like no, it can, it can, it can be like kind of an amoeba of a relationship and takes so many shapes. Mm-hmm. And just because you're having some, t- some maybe like misalignment doesn't necessarily mean you have to change the structure. Right. You can kind of just move through it. And yeah. Then, yeah. And, and you could change the structure. You totally could. Yeah. You Or you could, you could change it and then change it back or move it. You know, like there's so, right. I just like that. I feel like the, I often get caught into this like old binary thought of like this is the relationship and this is what works and if it doesn't work then we're, that means we're breaking up and it's like right. I feel like even getting getting rid of the terms breaking up in in general yeah it's like it's not about breaking up or being together it's like about like moving towards and moving away mm-hmm. and without there being any line right and that I just there's just spaciousness to like move through these processes together and we yeah. do that and it's been beautiful to witness. I don't know how many times I've been in awe. I'm like, oh my, we don't have to agree on that. Like, you can yeah. be, like, one of you can be poly, one of you can be monogamous, or, like, just different things like that. Like, oh, there's room for that. Mm-hmm. Because the, you guys, because you're more committed to your authenticity. Yeah. Than the relationship. Yeah, right. Okay, great. And then that brings me back to this thing, right, when it shifted again. And I was like, oh, we can talk about the topic now. You were saying this list of like what is what is important for you to feel in a partnership is to feel loved it's to feel seen you know all these things and I was like I can commit to that you know I can commit to myself Mm -hmm. that I in 10 years I could hope for this this I could hope for in 10 years I hope and even commit to feeling deeply connected and deeply free in any relationship I'm involved in like that I can commit Mm. to and that is what I hope for yeah, but I don't. Ha- I don't. I don't feel willing, or even that it's authentic for me to commit or hope that it's with any certain person. Like right. that's just not. That's not it. Like I feel like I can orient myself towards freedom and connection, and I have other values besides those. Those are just the first right. two. Those are two very strong ones for me in relationship. Um, I can orient myself that way, and this is when just at the phase of life I'm in. This is just how I'm playing with my relationships, which I love. <laughs> Just we'll give a caveat. You have young children or a different life phase. You might not want to do it. Totally. You have your own way. But for me to just be like, that's my aim. And like, I don't know what kind of who I will collect along the way (laughs) and who I'll be drawn to and then who will spin off or who I'll spin off from. Like, I just have no fucking clue. Right. But my my sight is on, you know, freedom and connection and and that's an ever evolving like this of my soul you know like yeah. that's that's where I'm going I'm really all of a sudden had this like notion of two I want really yummy and connected sex mm. that is an important part nice. <laughs> really important love language yeah. Yeah, and I guess that doesn't necessarily have to be from one relationship. I prefer, you know, right now I definitely prefer it to be from my primary partnership. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like thinking, I was like that's something I that's something that's important oh, yeah. that I have in my life. Totally. I love that. Yeah, and I wonder as like I'm trying to like like feel if we come back to kind of like the original spirit of the question is like so how do we in our relationships, in our intimate relationships, how I know we're right at the end. Okay. <laughs> we only have to bleed into the next one. Um, how do we find how do we feel devoted or how do we deal with commitment 
to each other in our relationships? Is that something that we can cultivate? Is there a way to cultivate that that is a newer, um, more, maybe, mm. I don't know, with more freedom and more spaciousness? Because right. I know this is what our friend kind of was questioning with with um, one of his partnerships. Right. Is, yeah, it's like, how do we feel that with each other? And I, I don't have the answer, but I, as, like I, as I ask it, I'm feeling into this one thing with Lee that I that it has been, we've been moving through and like even as we were kind of processing because that's what we do all the time honestly, that's, that's our jam process every week because on Tuesday you said the word the instead oh of the word God, and really? no, no, I know not quite but, oh that's, no that's hot I mean I it's like we it. really I, I think I texted I told her today I was like well when you sent me the heart emoji at 11 in the morning that felt really good but when you send it at 6 p.m. that feels really <laughs> I was it. I was joking a little bit, but no, there is like some really it. there's yeah. some nuance to like yeah there's and so <laughs> that is so great. But but there so we were talking we were talking about one of these you know really important <laughs> nuance challenges, and and he was like oh shit he's like I think we just like went into a tough space again, and I was like no I was like I we have developed so I just I'm like I trust I trust us mm-hmm. I trust that you love me I trust that we care about each other. I trust that our relationship is bigger than this. Yeah. And so that was kind of, so there's this like, there is this building of trust that feels like, it doesn't, I don't know, the word commitment feels a little bit like heavier than I I necessarily want in this scenario that Mm -hmm. feels aligned, but there's something in like, I trust that we love each other. I trust that we both want to be together and we both want to be in this. And that that's the place we keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and, totally. and, and that we've gone through uncomfortable things. We've gone through misalignments. And at the end of those, we're still like, it still feels really good to be here. Like we yeah. both, we both do have some commitment to each other. And it's, it's not a long-term commitment. There's like, I think there's like, there's just more checkpoints along the way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like yeah. this still feels really good. Yes. This is what I still want. Like, yes, yeah. it feels so good to love you and to be yeah. loved here. And uh, I don't know if, I don't, if right now that feels like enough. Mm. It actually feels, I feel really secure Mm. in the way that we love each other and hold this relationship, even though I feel like we we go through many ruptures where we're like, wow, is this the the time that we, we transition into friendship? Yeah. Um, maybe just having, maybe the, having the safety that it's okay to keep having that conversation is part of it too. It's like, I don't have to be afraid to say those words out loud. And so we can have it, we can investigate it together and then we can like move through it. Yeah. And I think that, that is maybe part of just what works. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm thinking of so many things right now, but one is, I can't remember if I've told you this story yet or not, but some friends of mine, I'll say who, um, we're going to a bunch of like personal growthy kind of trainings, you know, as a couple. Yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> and they would often um, drive separately just because even though they were together and married, they wanted to have, go with their own experience. They would mm. take their own car, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. And so notoriously, it was maybe like a year long program where they'd go every month or something like this. Notoriously, after every weekend retreat, the woman in the couple, the heterosexual couple, would, would call her husband on the drive home and be like, I don't know if I want to be with you anymore. Like I'm going through all this interpersonal stuff, you know, like I'm doing this big train, like we're doing all these like major popping open, like our programming and our conditioning, like looking at our patterns and really questioning our lives and like, you know, going for excellence and like what we really want. And she was like, I just don't know if this marriage is it. Right. Kids, all these things. And he would just get 
obviously very thrown off by that. Like yeah. every time. And he was like, fuck, after every one of these weekends, <laughs> you just want to break up with me and this fucking sucks. Yeah. And then like five times in, she called him and she said this was a pivotal change in their marriage. She called him and was like, I just don't know if I can do this. They're driving home. you know, <gasps> Or no, no, no. This is what happened. She called They were driving home. She called him. He answered and was like, hey, honey, let me guess. You want to break up with me? <laughs> and she said it just like flipped the entire script. And he was just like, sounds good, babe. Like, wow. check back in with me in a few days. I'd love to hear how it's unfolding for you. Oh and he just God. didn't buy into it anymore. He was like, wow. it became funny. It became light. Like their relationship got big enough. He didn't it got bigger. Yeah. No, he got big enough to contain her questioning it after yes. every turn, but then always wanting to be, pick him at the end anyway. Right. And it just became funny. And she was like, that was the last time it happened. And they went Ooh. to all these other you know experiences and it didn't happen anymore yeah and I think part of it might have been because she knew she could you know she right. knew that it would be okay that it wasn't going to be it didn't make her disloyal to be questioning whether right she, she wasn't feeling like the heaviness of like oh shit I'm having these thoughts right <clears throat> so now I need to tell him and do something about it because right. it's dangerous instead right. she was just like I can move through this totally all of the process and yep. it doesn't yep. have to ch- determine anything yeah yeah and back to like semantics because um we're nearing the end here when we talk about like what can we actually commit to, again, I just default to Gang Katie Hendricks, my original core teachers about <laughs> relationship and consciousness. They always say, like, you can't commit to outcomes, which we talked about at the beginning, and you can't commit to other people. Like, you cannot commit to other people. You can only commit to yourself mm-hmm. and to God, your higher power, mm-hmm. if you believe in anything like that. Yeah. So, like, I can commit to showing up in a certain way, but we can't commit to showing up right. in a certain way because I can't commit for you. Like, Absolutely. that doesn't make any sense. We can have a co-commitment that could be important. It could even say, I see, I see that kind of more as a shared value at this point, but they That's would talk about what co-commitment. I was it feels and, like a shared value. Yeah, that we, we, we both are committed to honesty. We both share a value of honesty. So what can we commit to in a relationship? Like nothing. You know, I, right. we can commit to the pro- my process of how I show up. I can commit mm-hmm. to my values and what matters to me. Um, yeah, I can commit to how I want to be. And then agreements can be made between two people. So that was some a distinction that they would talk about a lot. Is yeah. We can make agreements that we both actually agree on, which is the number one thing that's always important with agreements is like <laughs> both people actually agree. Right. But we can't, but that that's like, but the committing together to like we commit. Right. You know, it really has to be like we both share, we happen to share a commitment to the same thing. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm really, I'm like, I'm feeling like the personal responsibility piece in this. And just even like, like watching some of like the challenges in relationships unfold around us or ones that I've done in the past. And it's been a lot about um, lack of compatibility or trying mm-hmm. to do it with somebody who doesn't necessarily have the same values. Yeah. And I feel like now, like the commitment to, the commitment to my, my values and connecting with people who are aligned in those, mm-hmm. I feel like that, that helps me show up in really, it helps, it helps the health of any relationship I'm in. Yeah. So the need to commit to another person, I'm just thinking like my, my connection with Lee, it's like, it's just like, again, it's like this trust. Like I know the way he loves by, by his behaviors, by his actions. Right. And I know the way that I love by my behaviors and actions. And like, and I want to be in relationships with people who kind of have those sh- those shared values. Mm. And so there's something about that. It's just like the commitment to my values and knowing that I'm connected with people who have similar values. Like that feels like, yeah, it just feels like there's less need for us to really commit to each other. It's like you, you've got you and you're going to, you're going to share and you're going to be honest because that's who you are. And that's mm-hmm. what I was attracted to. And I'm going to do the same. 
I don't know, just like it feels like there's more safety in that for yeah. me than there is of like I promise I'm going to be doing this with you or whatever. Yeah. It's just like yeah, I tr- I trust Lee if something shifts is going to share with me and I trust that I'm going to share if something shifts and like that to me feels that feels safe. Yeah. Cuz I think part of the old style relationship was like being blindsided. Mm. Or just like yeah, have or like trying to make values that didn't align like right. you know or trying to convince the other person well my values are right and yours are wrong and you need to see my side right um or to say that values can't change over it shouldn't change like well we our values are aligned right now so we're getting married for example but then you know if, if your values change that's you're not allowed right <laughs> like you marry you know you have to keep your same values i know we have to finish up here but my little radar went off as it sometimes does yeah when you said commit to each other and it I don't think we have time to go into it, but it, my question was like, what does that, what does that even mean? Like, what would that even mean to you to commit to someone else or to commit to each other? Um, we don't have to talk about it right now, but yeah, the little tingle happened. I know. I was like, oh, there's something there. I that feel I'm like in exploring. I know, and I like to do, not do the lot. I feel like this. I feel like in order to do it in a way that would align now in infinite relationship, my relationship, it would be like small commitments, like committing to, like, some project together, committing mm-hmm. to, you know, like, that feels, like, honoring. Yeah. Um, and available. Yeah. But, like, long-term commitments of, like, we just commit to be together, that doesn't feel, yeah. it doesn't uh-huh. feel within this realm. But I think there could be smaller ones yeah. that if they, if that we both felt really authentic in the way we are right. and that it was, like, had time, kind of like when we talked before about, like, agreements or whatever, it's like, right. um, I feel like t- putting a timeline can make these things mm-hmm. more possible, like, mm-hmm. shorter. Right. Frames. Yeah, it makes me wonder. Maybe this is a place to end with with a kind of question and rumination around, yeah. like, kind of what our friend was talking about in this message too, and what I'm feel, feeling or hearing right now, which is, how do we talk about being in a relationship where we feel deeply devoted to someone? Yeah, and where there's a desire to express that. You know, there's a desire to express, hey, this is. I'm having a different experience with you than like a casual Tinder date. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? absolutely, like, absolutely. Yeah, and like it's and what is? How do we talk about that? You know, right. and maybe that's another episode. Is what? Yeah, what? How? How do we? How do? How do we talk about that? You know, how yeah. do we talk about? Um, this is like my commitment is still to my own aliveness first and foremost. Um, for me personally, Bez, like I, you know, the change factor and the holding relationships lightly is essential for me to feel safe. Um, so everyone is going to have their own way, but yeah, how do we talk about, and Max and I talk Mm -hmm. about being devoted to each other, which we both feel very devoted to each other. And we are certainly in a space where it is different. It's definitely not a Tinder date. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, it's also not like, well, now we're a year in. So we're obviously the goal is to stay together forever. So yeah, I think that that's a gradation that would be fascinating to explore. Like, and I think we talked about this or I know we did, um, way back at the beginning of the podcast episodes where it was like, when is it time to put a label on the relationship? Mm. And I remember that with Max, that at first we didn't want labels and there was no label. It was like boyfriend, lover. Like we didn't, it was like, no, we're just, we're just exploring this. Like I have no idea what this relationship is going to turn into. It's something very chemical and amazing and profound. And then at one point it started to feel like avoidance and it started to feel yucky to not talk about what we were to each other. Absolutely. And so I'm wondering if there's some new language here that maybe we haven't discovered yet or that I haven't put it into words yet that is the next experience of, um, 
this is this you're now more than my boyfriend but do you know what I mean I'm really excited about this yeah. I'm really excited about like the notion of like I don't want to be in a committed relationship I want to be in a devotional relationship yeah and what the fuck does that mean yeah cool <laughs> coming up next <laughs> thank you Thanks for listening to the show. Hang out with us more at infinite relating dot love and stay infinite.